Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Welcome to the New Truth Podcast, beautiful episode one, two, four, 124, how to rock being single during wedding season. Woo! It makes me think of the movie Wedding Crashers. It's like, it's officially wedding season, May through what? The end of September, I guess. Yes. I think that's, I mean, weddings happen all the time, but this potent time is May through September, I think. Yes, it's yes. nonstop and hearing people being like, I mean, my sister, I think is going to eight weddings this year, wow. not including her own. <laughs> and so, right. We're just back. We're back at it. We're right in it. And we're hearing from many of you wink, wink to the one who probably knows she inspired this episode. <laughs> we love you and you're not alone, right? So many women are plagued by this and struggle with this. So much being single during wedding season can be rough. And so of course, Kate and I have got you. We've got you. We've got so much to say. This is going to be a 10 part episode. Sit your butt down. We'll start (laughs) off by this quote that Catherine just found online. So good. Sometimes the grass is greener because it's fake. Derek Hart. Sometimes the grass is greener because it's fake. It's turf. Ladies and ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, there's always some, a few gentlemen sprinkled in and everything in between. So weddings, oh my gosh, it's such a, it's such a hot topic. Um, there is, it's interesting. This topic came up this week. It came up in my group program this week in the reclamation. And um, I've been hearing it all a lot lately too. And I was just having a conversation with my girlfriend yesterday, who's a makeup artist. And she mm. was talking about how she just got booked for a wedding in June and I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. I could see you doing lots of weddings. And, um, and she's like, nope, I'd have zero desire to do weddings. I hate weddings. And I was like, oh, what? Tell me more about that. And she, she said, um, she did weddings for years and she said, brides are the absolute worst to work with. And the anxiety is so high. She's, she, she's in my, one of my programs and she's like, you're, they're all in their saboteurs. They're all in like crazy high stress, controller, self-sacrificer, fantasy addict, like they're totally disassociated. And this, it breaks my heart. It's like such a buildup to this day where they, where women in, and where people invest so much money and so much time and so much energy and so many resources. And there's so much buildup for this day. And then most of them don't even really get to experience it because they're not even home in their bodies, inside of themselves during the experience experience. So weddings alone bring such a heightened state of um, stress and facade. And like so much of it is a facade pressure. And, you know, it's a at least billion dollar industry, if not, I'm stuttering because I was like billion dollar, trillion dollar. It's a massive 
massive, massive money-making industry. And, you know, there's so much fantasy in weddings, so much. And this is not to say there's something wrong with the concept like there, I mean, it, it's always, where's it coming from? And so much is rooted in fantasy. I mean, I'll probably write books on this one day because there's, you can unpack it from every angle. And I was a bridesmaid 11 times. So I was behind the scenes of 11 weddings. And I mean, the only one that I had fun at one of them, one of the times I was a groomsman and that was the best. I mean, groom for my brother, groomsman was the easiest, best. They just sit around <laughs> and like drink whiskey and hang out and, and do nothing. And I kept being like, can I help? And my sister-in-law was like, no, you're a bride, you're a groomsman. And I was like, cool, this is amazing. <laughs> um, so, you know, being, uh, obviously there's the pressure of being a bridesmaid or even just attending a wedding single. Um, but the first thing I want to say is like, if you go into a wedding thinking there's something wrong with being single or there's something wrong with you or that you need to go to the wedding to meet someone, that's, I think that's where we have to start. That's the biggest problem of all. If you're going to the wedding, judging yourself about being single and then afraid that everyone projecting it onto everyone else and everyone else is probably going to then ask you that question, how are you still single, right? If you, if you're getting asked that question, it's probably because you're holding on to that judgment about yourself. So that's the first place to look at is what are you believing? What, what do you believe it means about you that you're single? Do you think that, I mean, the reality is you're you, whether you're in a relationship or not, you're, the, you're you, you go everywhere you go, you're you. So like your, your relationship status does not define you. But if you're believing that there's something wrong with you because you're single, then weddings aren't going to be so much fun. They're going to suck. Yeah, they're going to suck the whole the whole like top down approach to the new truth started with thinking from the premise that we live in a society that says a woman's value and worth is dependent on whether or not she's in a relationship. And that's what wedding season heightens. Right. It brings to light that at first the projection becomes all these women are happy all these women are getting what they want. All these women are more valuable than me and more special than me rather than do any people are marrying for the wrong reasons. Like I've been thinking about not wanting to do this lately, like to always bring it back to like, not everyone's happy in a relationship. Like people feel pressure. They walk down the aisle knowing they're marrying the wrong person, totally dysfunctional. And I do want to have people have a realistic view, like what healthy humanity is. A wedding doesn't promise happiness. A relationship does not promise happiness, which is why it sucks being single. Because anyone who hates being single and look, your feelings are valid, right? Like I, I can't imagine going to weddings for years, right? If, if a relationship is something you want, and you keep being the single person at a wedding. I feel you. I see you. It's probably, it, I get that it would be hard. And happiness does not exist in a relationship. A wedding is not the thing that's going to make you happy. And that's why being single can hurt so much is because we think happiness is out there. Happiness is me getting the boyfriend, me getting the wedding, me getting the ring. And then worst of all, I've said this so many times. If a wedding day is the happiest day of your life, you are in big trouble. <laughs> you are in big trouble. But of course, that's what the marketing is about. Like how to make it the happiest day. 
you know, of your life rather than wait a minute, life is like so freaking big. So I love, love, love what you just said that the starting point is if you are, look, if you're carrying shame about being single, we have about 50 episodes about this, like (laughs) go follow all of our episodes. But if you hate being single, if you're judging yourself or shaming yourself for being single, whether you go to a wedding or not, everything about relationships is going to heighten that right? The, the wedding just becomes like the freaking gasoline on the fire that's already burning inside of you. So the second thing I would say that like you have to, in order to set yourself up to rock being single at a wedding is take inventory of first reminding yourself the wedding is just the trigger. The wedding's actually not the problem, right? The wedding is activating the thing that's been living inside of me that I still haven't dealt with. And you can decide that it'll be an opportunity for you to root more deeply into who you are and what matters to you and get, you can be happy to actually believe you could go and enjoy yourself and be happy for your friends, be happy for the like meeting new people and decide that you're going to have fun no matter what, because guess what? That's like dating. How to have fun with dating is stop waiting for someone else to entertain you and give you a good time right? Happiness is not anyone else's responsibility, but yours. And so many people walk down the aisle on such fantasy hope and wish, like we're going to live happily ever after. And most divorces happen in the first seven years of marriage, right? Like that, like people have the most, I mean, it's just the most intense fantasy there is wedding season, Yeah, but clean up the shame and judgment about being single and that, that place of, of watching out for jumping to conclusions, like, oh, if this is the whatever number wedding you've gone to single, don't now say to yourself, well, and this is just proof that I'm going to be single forever or that I suck or that I'm never going to have this rather than I'm just continuously having experiences and I'm living my destiny and this person is living theirs and it's neither better than or less than. Yeah. I have an idea. How about like, let's stop altogether. This is a suggestion you can take or leave it. Let's just stop identifying ourselves as our relationship status. Yeah. Like people are like, oh, Kate, are you a vegetarian? And I'm like, no, I just don't eat meat. I have fish sometimes. I, I'm kind of eat like a vegan at home, but like, I don't have a label. I don't need a label. I just am me. And I want to be able to be me. And, and that can be fluid and flowing and whatever. It's like, we're so, the human brain always wants to categorize us and put us into these little labels and these little boxes. I'm even playing with this with my age. I'm like, I don't identify with my age. I don't feel like that age. And I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. And I feel like so much association comes with age. So I'm like, I just don't identify with age anymore. Like it just like, why are we putting ourselves into constant boxes? There's so many boxes we put ourselves into. So even the idea of Oh, I've been single for this many years. Stop counting. Oh, I've been single at this many weddings. Stop counting. Stop saying you're single. You're sovereign queen, whether you're in a relationship or not in a relationship. How about your relationship status is I'm in a relationship or I'm not in a relationship rather than I am this thing, right? And this thing therefore has a long list of judgments and assumptions and and conditioning and programming and, and bullshit attached to it. Like, how about you be the most mesmerizing person at that wedding, not to meet a guy or a woman, not to pick someone up, but to actually 
feel like this is the journey of the new truth is that your life is your own and your journey becomes about filling your own cup, doing lighting up your own soul and being the person who walks into the wedding feeling lit up from the inside out. And people are like, wow, you seem so happy. Are you in love? Have you met someone? Yeah, I'm fucking deeply in love with myself and my life. I'm so happy. Oh, are you single? Are you dating? Uh, I'm having a great time enjoying my life. Thanks for asking right? Instead of like drop the meaning making every time. And that's just your saboteur and the little girl inside. Like we're constantly making meaning of everything else. Um, the, one of the comments yesterday was, um, was, oh, everyone else is getting their happy ending. And I started to unpack that. I'm like, happy ending? What, what's at the end of? End of what? Your life? Like, are you going to die after your wedding? It's such a crazy word. Like, I just want to get my happy ending. It's the end of what? Your happiness? That, and that's what I broke it down to. It's a happy end of your happiness, right? Because so many people, not all, but most, so many people get married, get into a relationship, cut off so many parts of themselves, stop doing what they love, stop spending as much time with their friends, only hang out with couples. Like they have, like so many parts of us get cut off in relationship in the old paradigm. So happy endings. Yeah. They're the, it's essentially that the end of your happiness and you know what it doesn't have to be, but it or will be if you're not taking responsibility. It's thinking that it's what I was saying earlier, thinking that a wedding is the ending of my pain. Yeah. Right. That, that like, right. I'll never be lonely again. I'll, yeah. I'll never be disappointed again. I'll, I'll never have pain again. Like yes. that's what gets projected yes. onto relationship. And, and then, that is the codependent little girl. Yes. What? And then, and then the next thing that happens. So, so that's so funny because I, as you're talking, I'm picturing the other side. It's like, so women that are single are like, oh my gosh, I just want my happy ending. So I'm not the single woman at a wedding anymore. I'm sick of being the single woman at every wedding. And then they're on the other side and they're like, oh my God, look at all those single people having a fucking blast. And I'm here with my partner. I don't even right. really like, or like who, who's not connecting with me or who's getting too drunk or whatever the story is. It's like, now they're looking, oh, the grass is greener over there. No, the grass is greener over there. Your mind will always tell you the grass is greener over there. How about you just focus on your own grass? How about you water your own grass? How about you grow your own grass and you pull out the weeds and you, you know, make it the most beautiful grass of all and let the wild flowers grow? Like you get to choose, you get to create a different experience. So walk in like how to rock being single during wedding season is stop thinking about being single. You're just you, you're a woman, you're a sovereign queen and you get to go bring your sparkly, radiant, expansive self everywhere you go. But if you're carrying around all these ridiculous stories, then it means there's something wrong with you because you don't have a partner at your side at a wedding. Then like, you're not, then you're creating your own suffering. Like we have a we have a choice. You have a choice. You can go to these weddings and you can, I, I've been quoting Gandhi a lot this week, be the change in the world you wish to see, right? That is our choice. We can be the change in the world we wish to see. You be the new truth representative at every wedding, rocking your life, rocking yourself, rocking, like being in your body. Do before you go to the wedding, like get turned on, get lit up. Don't spend all your time looking perfect. That's what people do before weddings. F that noise, 
spend all your time feeling amazing before you go to the wedding, spend your time self-pleasuring, get a massage, go do some singing and dancing, go for a hike, do something that lights your soul up before you go to the wedding and then go to the wedding rather than spend hours and hours and hours making your makeup perfect, finding the perfect outfit. So you can try and fit into this perfect fake world. That's not even real. And everyone's trying to be perfect for everyone else. And to, to see like, am I good enough? Do you think I'm perfect? Do you think I'm good enough? Do you think I matter? Do you think I'll ever have a partner? Right? Like don't feed into that narrative. You can choose something different. I, I just have to laugh right now. Literally the baby kicks like crazy when we record. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so intense. Um, oh. it's, just, it's the craziest feeling anyway. I so yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. This, this, and, and why we're so obsessed with romance and relationship is because of this false promise of happiness. And I, I just want to level set, like I I've been thinking about this a lot that we are becoming less and less empathetic as a society by the day as a result of social media. So let's do for a second, the re- a reality check. No human being is immune to struggle and suffering. So your ego is saying in your saboteur is going to tell you you're the only person on the planet feeling this way, struggling with this thing, right? Full on victimhood rather than all over the world, no matter what you're feeling, no matter what experience you have right now, someone feels it too. Someone is struggling with this too. And so many of you in both of our group programs and in the new truth listening in general, all of you say, it's so nice to know I'm not alone, right? Like that's the healing bomb. And knowing you're not alone is about belonging to being human, but being alone, go listen to our podcast, how to lose the fear of being alone, right? Being alone is not solved by having a partner, right? It's actually calmed down as a result of you stop thinking that anyone's life is more perfect than yours or better than yours. Every person on the planet struggles. Every person on the planet has pain. And guess what is different? The people who thrive in their lives don't make meaning out of the struggle or the pain. They don't wallow in it. They are not victims of it. They don't blame anyone for it. They're it's a part of life and they let themselves have joy. So guess what? Being supportive of your friend, if you are a bridesmaid, especially right. Loving on your friend, being happy for her, that nothing will help you not hate yourself and be all caught up in being single. If you turn your attention to someone else right? Being of service, supporting other women, right? Rather than wallowing in your own self-pity. And then I want to add on what you just said about taking responsibility for your feelings and, and taking care of yourself. Like the amount of pressure women put on themselves like this, and this is toxic positivity too. Like we're just expected to be happy all the time. Like, again, I want to bring back, if this is hard for you, it's okay. The first place is stop judging, stop judging yourself for being single, but stop judging yourself for what you feel like that's going to freak that's gasoline on the fire too. But then you get to say, well, what do I want to do about this? Do I want to stay in this place feeling bad about myself or feeling bad about not having a relationship and going to this wedding? How do I tend to my feelings? And for me, this is reparenting work or just becoming a best friend to yourself right? Self-trust is having your own back, 
both of you, both, I mean, you and I, Kate, talk all the time about we share our pain with each other, we lean on each other, and then we actually talk about what we're doing about it. Like we immediately ask for help or get support or tend to the pain. We don't wallow. And that wallowing and the the self-blame is big is a bigger problem than wedding season, <laughs> really. <laughs> but a relationship is not a guarantee of happiness. And guess what? Half of you listening have been in toxic relationships. So you freaking know this, like you've already done this shit. And like, you know, that happiness is not promised just because you have a relationship. Every woman on the planet needs to take responsibility for her happiness. So, and also you don't have to go to the wedding. If you're bridesmaids, I get it, right? You don't want to tell your friend no, but it's like, watch out, go listen to our episode on, on resent the truth about resentment. When you look ahead at your year and you're invited to a million weddings, it's okay to say no to some of them. How about that? Because you're contributing to your own pain by saying yes. And then complaining about how much money you're spending, complaining about the travel that you're doing, complaining about, um, you know, how you don't have time or how much energy you're putting in. It's okay to say no. It's okay to say no, because it's going to be hard for you. And you just can't do it just as much as it's okay to say no, because you don't have the money and you don't want to travel. It's okay. And if your friendship falls apart as a result of you not going to the wedding, that's not a friend you want anyway. Right. Because again, we're back in the, it's not the best day of your life. Please God, it's not the best day of your life. And hopefully your friendship is built on so much more than just being at the wedding. It's, I mean, I've been, I'm married. I was, I've been married. I'm still married. (laughs) We're still married. I, I remember was it, was it ups- disappointing when my fr- certain friends said no? Yeah. But I have friends show up for me every single day. My friendship was not dependent on what someone did for me around my wedding. I have friends who have done more for me in the past eight years of my life as a friend, like being my friend rather than, oh, they just showed up for the wedding. And also you don't actually spend time with your friends at your wedding. Just FYI, in case you've never been married before. Like you're not actually having intimacy with people and connection. It's a big party. I think I barely talked to Andrew on my wedding day and it's like, give me a break. Give me a break. You rock being single at during wedding season or any time in your life by taking the pressure off, not jumping to conclusions about I'm going to be single forever and and I'm never going to find someone and Take responsibility for your thoughts and take care of yourself. You're allowed to say no. You're allowed to spend the extra time, you know, preparing to go. Like everything you just said about taking care of yourself. What rituals are you doing? What practices are you doing? If you know something's about to be difficult for you, it's your responsibility to tend to yourself so that you're in the best place possible before showing up. But you don't get to complain. You're responsible for your choices. You're allowed to say no. And if you have trouble saying no, go listen to our episode about resentment. Yeah. Yeah. And people pleasing. I have so much to say about weddings. And you know, it's funny because when I was a bridesmaid a million times, I, I was, that's the time when I was in the most fantasy, like I was hyper, hyper, hyper fantasy addict in my life. And 
uh, yet I remember feeling every time someone had a wedding, I'd be so fake. Oh my gosh. I'd be like, oh my God, I'm so excited. You're getting married. And I would be like, I, my voice was like 10 octaves higher. It was almost always like that though. And I remember like forcing myself and I go to wedding showers and I go to these different events and I'd be like, oh, I'm so excited for you. And like underneath, I'd feel like there was something wrong with me. And, 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 and I go to the wedding and be like, this wedding's going to be so good. It's my favorite people. It's the most amazing people. And then every single wedding, I remember sitting there. I mean, this is partly because I'm designed to not my work, my least favorite movie on planet earth is groundhog day. And like anything that feel where my life feels mundane in any way, like I've, it's not for me. And so every time I was at a wedding, I'd sit there and be like, wait, it's exactly the same as the one two weeks ago. Like the dress might be slightly different, same process, same timing. Oh, now it's cocktail hour. Okay. Now it's dinner. Oh, now we're dancing. Now they're pulling the thing off her leg. Now they're throwing the flowers. Now they're cutting the cake. Like what? And, and the, the part of my soul that is the rebellious bra burning, like, <laughs> shatter old paradigms um, that was there back then. I remember feeling bored at weddings and being like, they're so fucking boring and they're all the same and they have no meaning. Like they, they have no meaning. I don't feel, I couldn't feel anything. And the reason is, I mean, weddings are riddled with perfectionism and it, and fantasy. Think about like the dress mimics Cinderella. Like it mimics a fairy tale princess's dress. That's what 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 originated that where wedding dresses originated from, or how, I don't know. At some point, it turned to that, and they keep getting more and more and more elaborate every year, right? Like when my mom got married, she wore this like ugly, basic, weird thing, and like I mean bless my mom. She, it's cute. It was cute on her, but it was like simple. It was so simple. And nowadays, like women spend $10,000 on their wedding dress and they spend like insane amounts on the ring and insane amounts on the, 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 this and the, that. And all next thing you know, it's like a hundred thousand dollars and they're not willing to invest in themselves or their relationship. They haven't even invested a penny in their relationship, but they've invested so much money in this facade of a day that just shows everyone, look how perfect our day is. It's the most perfect day ever. That's not life. That doesn't mimic a relationship. And so one thing I was thinking of is relationships get harder when you get married because you have no more fantasies other than the fantasy of having kids. Then once you have kids and you're like, okay, shit, all the fantasies are gone. Now I have to be faced with the real reality of these decisions and the reality of not having relationship skills if, if that's where they're at in relationship and the reality of how challenging it is to be a parent, obviously beautiful in so many ways and confronting and challenging in so many ways. And it's messy. That's the reality of relationships after marriage. It's not like, oh, they're riding off into the sunset and now like they've checked the box and like, wow, this person's better than me. So one of the keys is just take your, I mean, for this whole journey, take your attention off everyone else. Everyone else's life does nothing to do with you. Where your friends are in their business, in their relationships, in their, in their health journey, in whatever has nothing to do with you. Your unique soul has its own beautiful destiny that you're meant to experience. There is a cool, amazing, magical path that's lined up for you with many different twists and turns that you're going to experience. And when we're busy, when we're so busy trying to control the perception of us, and we're so busy trying to have the perfect wedding and the perfect wedding dress and the perfect hair, the perfect makeup and the perfect face and the perfect body and the perfect life. It's for everyone else. It has nothing to do with your own soul and how you feel. I said this yesterday in, in one of my reclamation calls, like, the only thing that Matt, I've said it all the time on here, but like the only thing that fucking matters in your life is how you feel. 
And when you really get that, guess what? Every experience you have, whether it's a wedding or going to the law courts to do jury duty or, or like going to, going to the office and having a boring boardroom meeting, like your life gets so much better when you feel good on the inside. And then you stop tolerating all the crap that doesn't feel good. So stop focusing on everyone else, get sacredly selfish, which this whole podcast teaches. And I love what you said about practicing, like use this as an opportunity to have boundaries. So if you're a bridesmaid and there's all these expectations on you, I remember that pressure. And I, I remember being a student, my one friend got married and her stag at whatever hen's night, it's a different term in other places of the world, bachelor party was in um, Los Angeles. And I was a student at the time, I couldn't afford to go. And so, but I felt so guilty that I couldn't go. And, and they had the best time Well, they, it, on, in photos, they had the best time. And I don't know how it really was, but um, I felt so guilty that I planned her another one in Whistler and I planned her shower as well. And I ended up spending, I could have gone to Los Angeles. I ended up spending and going into debt, like so much money, but it was coming from people pleasing. And I remember how many times my friends were like, okay, so you have to pay for the dress. I'm like, I have to pay for the dress you just chose that I'll never wear again that's for your wedding that's like four hundred dollars what and back then I didn't know how to say you know what that's actually not going to work for me you know if you want to meet me halfway cool let's have a conversation about it or I might have to opt out of it it's like back then I didn't know how to advocate for myself so learn how to advocate for yourself you can say thank you so much for the invitation I would love to be there I just don't have the capacity for for it right now but thank you we'll celebrate you in other ways or um if you don't have the time and the space in your life and it feels stressful, like you don't owe anybody anything. And that's the thing. I mean, even the stories around bridezilla and bridesmaids and bri bri whatever it's called, maid of honor and oh, that you have to like be the most, like there's so many movies about this now, the mo, the maid of honor is like the, the everyone wants that role because they feel like the most special friend, but then they end up hating that role because they're the basically the bride's bitch. And that's, you know, unless you have someone who's relaxed and calm and not stressed out, but, um, but it ends up being this thing. And then the relationship gets resentful and people aren't just being honest, like practice use. If you're going to weddings and you're in, involved in wedding parties and stuff, use it as an opportunity, just like dating to just be honest and be vulnerable and be like, that's a no for me. Yeah, that could work, but this is not going to work. And just be honest about your truth instead of contorting yourself, shape-shifting, being so resentful. It's just a day. I'm not cl super close with any of my friends that I was in their wedding parties because our mm -hmm. lives have just gone in completely different directions. I love them forever. Every single one of them, I have deep love for them and we still like stay in touch in certain capacities, but we're not close because we're so different now and that's life, right? So even the if you have to say no to being in the wedding, it's like, you're gonna evolve, they're gonna evolve. You might not even be in each other's lives in 10 years. It's not as big of a deal as we blow it up to be. Yes. Oh my God, there's so much. There's so much to say. I think the other thing I wanna add in terms of the like projection onto the wedding and hating being single and thinking that a relationship is the answer is so much of what's actually happening at a wedding is the childhood fantasy of being special. Yes. And when you don't feel enough and you, and you walk through your life, not feeling enough, not feeling worthy. Now we're right in the child wanting to feel chosen, wanting to feel special and I also was thinking, because I really was thinking about the ways my friends 
show up for me. Like I have really extraordinary friends. I don't have a million friends, but the friends that I have are so thoughtful, so caring and love me every single day. Weddings are just the, the like expansive, um, grand gesture of love. Like women so desperately want to be married that they overlook whether or not someone's actually showing up for them every day. I thought of this when you said like people don't even invest in their relationship. You don't even talk about big things where they walk down the aisle and it's like, oh fuck, I'm actually in debt. Oh wait, you don't want to have kids and I do. Like, oh wait, you have a um, problematic mother you know, shit, like you don't, you need to be able to be transparent. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be married. Just like you always, you keep coming back to it, Kate, over and over. Like what is driving you? Is your inner child driving your freaking life where you're trying to recreate the unconditional love that you should have received from your parents? Or is your saboteur driving your life where you're telling yourself that you'll be worthy and enough and wonderful when you have a boyfriend? Or do you have a, a centered, it's like not even realistic. It's a centered view on life, right? Like I didn't, I didn't get married thinking I'm now going to live happily ever after. And I definitely did not make it the best day of my life. And I, Andrew and I were in a lot of integrity about all the things that were important to us and what actually mattered. But, you know, if you hate being single at a wedding, you're probably carrying all this stuff. The wedding is just bringing up the things that you're already carrying in yourself. And so cool, get vulnerable to doing the work around it. Get vulnerable to saying, okay, I don't have to think this way. I am in charge of my experience. I'm allowed, and if, and especially if you do want it for yourself, being jealous or comparing yourself to this person or, or being in a negative space when you're there, that's closing down your heart, right? Like open your heart in your life. And then it doesn't really matter what's happening externally. You can just be in the joy and lightness of whatever is true. And you can be with the things that are painful, but without dropping into despair and making it mean that your life is horrible and you're going to be single forever. Life is, I mean, all the sessions I've had this week actually have been about the like Buddhist practice of Mm non-attachment to anything Yes, that everything changes. Even when you're having a great day, tomorrow's going to be different, right? And when you're really struggling, it's not going to be like that forever. Like this, this open handed way of moving through life, which of course is so hard for the ego mind and the saboteur, but that's the commitment that you have to make. Like everything changes, right? I was falling apart, hating my life, hating myself, going through the worst breakup of my life. And then six months later, I met my husband. Like, like, you know, I've had I got rejected from a job. And then one week later, this was in many, many years ago, I was invited to be a part of a like co-op in Boston, like a beautiful healing working space that if I was at the other thing, I wouldn't have been invited to. Like all of you, life is ever changing. So when you're at a wedding and you're not in a relationship and you're, and you're jumping to conclusions about it, you're forgetting that life can change in an instant. Like it can change in an instant and you're in charge of that change too. And like how you participate it. And it's not just like, oh, I'm being carried by the universe and I can just go along for the ride. You have to decide to make changes in your life too. But we have to have this like lighter and 
more playful perspective on life and recognize that the reason you hate not being in a relationship is our society's programming. You are worthy because you exist. You are beautiful and valuable because you exist. A woman in a relationship is not better than you. And you are allowed to want a relationship, but you can't want it from the place of your inner child. You can't want it from then I'll be worthy and then I'll be enough. And then I'll be seen as important in society because that you already know where that choice leads you to a narcissist, to a toxic relationship, to settling for crumbs, to feeling worse in the relationship than you ever did not. Yeah. And that's what breaks my heart. The, the, the hating, not being in a relationship so much that they're willing to sacrifice everything for the little bit of attention or someone toxic. Like you actually deserve to be loved and it goes, and, and wedding day is not proof of love, by the way. Um, love is about how you show up every single fucking day, but you know, how are you loving yourself? Like you, you said it earlier, every, everything is about self-love everything. And it's not bubble baths and getting your nails done. Everything is about how do I carry myself in my life every day? What bigger revolution and fuck you to patriarchy is a happy woman who lives a simple life who does not performing for anyone, who's not trying to prove that she's good enough to anyone and just goes to bed at night, wakes up every morning, proud of who she is and goes to bed at night, proud of what she did that day. And that's what I want you to think about too. It's like, if every day is unique and powerful and a gift, how do you want to show up at these weddings? Cause you're in charge of that. Do you want to be negative and shitty and, and feel like crap about yourself or recognize it's just one day and then tomorrow will be a new day and tomorrow could be the best tomorrow the day after the wedding could be the best day of your life if you're not hungover um but that that's it for me it's it's like you can rock being single no matter what but there are ways to rock being single during wedding season and it starts with how are you talking to yourself how are you taking care of yourself what boundaries are you implementing? And I wanted to give a plug for our episode about how to stop comparison and jealousy, because that's a very powerful one. And that goes hand in hand with this yes. one. Yeah. And comparison is a hundred percent projection. It's we're looking at this other person, imagining all these things and making so much meaning, but you don't know if any of that is true and it's irrelevant to you and your experience. And I just think as you're talking about all that, it's like the, the thing that's missing is this idea that we're, I mean, this is the huge part of the problem of the old paradigm is that we're trying to control life. Everyone's like, okay, we got to check all these boxes then. And, and it's not just about happiness. I think it's about feeling successful, feeling like I've succeeded at life because I checked all the boxes. And then what, what happens? Everyone ends up on my doorstep and they're like, Kate, I did all the things right. And I'm still miserable. So I left my husband and now what, right? Like that, that, those are the women I attract because the, the boxes aren't going to lead you to where you think they are. And so even the idea of sitting at a wedding being like, oh, but why aren't I married? It's like, why are you putting the cart before the horse? Even that like desire for love, desire for a healthy relationship, desire for experiencing more of yourself through connection with someone else, through a depth of intimacy, through how you want to feel in a relationship. I encourage you to hold on to those desires instead of like, I want a husband. I want to get married because maybe you're going to have that experience. Maybe that's not what you're meant to experience. I could still have that experience. And I think probably a lot of people based on my, my stance and, and 
what I share think that I won't, I'm not close to it. I'm open to life. I'm the unscripted woman. I'm dancing with the universe. I'm dancing with life. You never know what life's going to bring and what you're going to desire. I love, I, we haven't talked about her in a long time, but I did yesterday in my, in my group, um, Elizabeth Gilbert. I mean, her story is the best. It's like she was married to a man and she had everything. Every, Elizabeth Gilbert, the author and the, the writer of Eat, Pray, Love, she had everything on paper that you're supposed to want, except, and she was like at the precipice of like, do we have kids or not? And she's like, I'm dead inside. Like, I don't want to be in this marriage anymore. So she leaves and goes on her journey. And then she falls in love with another man on that journey. And then she marries him. And then she falls in love with her best friend, who's a, um, a woman. And then she marries her. And then her best friend, her wife dies of cancer. And then she gets like, she's just like, rolling with alive. what life brings alive. not all of us are meant to have one experience with one person maybe you are but you're not going to know that till later you know you can say a vow and tell someone you're going to be with them till death do you part forever and ever and yourself 10 years from now might not want that so like it's it it's it's about where it's coming from within you like what, why are we putting the cart before the horse? Why are we saying, I want a husband when you haven't actually met someone that you can imagine hanging out with for a really, really, really long time. Like that is so wild to me. Like what if we were just to get into ourselves and get into life and show up in our lives within ourselves and get clear on how we want to feel and what kind of experiences we want to have. We let that part of ourselves lead. And then life has this amazing orchestration co-creation that happens where even the most painful times can end up becoming the most beautiful times a massive heartbreak i just got bit by a dog in the face last week which was incredibly traumatic and yet so much beauty came from this that experience it happened 10 days ago and i had i'm really lucky for so many reasons and i'm okay I, it, it's a long story i'm not going to get into it but like i didn't know that was going to happen and out of the blue i went from being so happy to this crazy trauma and then in the hospital had surgery and now I'm on the road to recovery and I see all the beautiful gifts. I'm sure there's more that ha I haven't even landed on yet. And it's like life, even the bad things have gems in them. Even the painful, most painful, excruciating moments have gems in them. Even that like, it's all a part of our soul's evolution. So you're, if you're listening to the New Truth podcast, your soul has a much bigger purpose than having a husband. And it's not to say you're not going to be married one day. That's absolutely possible for every single person. But don't like when that's leading, you are limiting yourself and you are hurting yourself and you're cutting yourself off from the beauty and magic of this moment right here, right now, as you are as you are, and guess what? You'll miss this time if you're in a relationship and tied to someone for 400 years or 40 years or whatever. <laughs> you will miss this time. So treasure this time. Even I, I guarantee you, even if you're like, but I've been single for 10 years, I guarantee you haven't treasured most of it. So start treasuring it. Treasure this time. Treasure your life. Treasure your experiences, your, the moments. It, if you're going to weddings, be in the moment. Slow down. Enjoy the, only talk to people you enjoy talking to instead of being fake and like I used to be and like going and talking to everyone and having boring conversations that are meaningless to you. Like actually connect with people that, that you enjoy connecting with. Eat the cake that tastes good, that lights up your body. Like let, let it be a sensual experience for you as opposed to being fake along with everyone else and like, oh, everything's great. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm dating. I'm sure I'll meet him soon. And it's just like, don't engage in conversations like that. 
create, you get to be the change. You get to create a new reality. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anything, anything else? We, to add? No, this is fire. I we love you, right? Yes. Don't judge. Like I, the the last thing I'll say is that everything is about feeling good, yeah. but take responsibility for feeling good. Yes. Because what what the drive for the unconscious woman is thinking that feeling good lives in having a boyfriend, having a ring, having a wedding, looking cer- looking a certain way, having a certain amount of money, your happiness is not outside of you. Mm-hmm. You're enough. You are worthy. You are loved whether you have a partner or not like what you are is love and that's what healing work gives us right and we hope that you i mean you can listen to every new truth podcast episode on that we have and the work will be how do you carry yourself in your life every single day so we want to hear your stories we want you to share this episode because right we're in wedding season share this episode with all of your single friends right listen to it again and again and remember that this is a revolution, right? If you're with us and you're listening to us, it is up to us to be louder because this programming and this conditioning around relationship is big. It's big. We have a lot of work to do. And so please don't put any woman down who's inside of the old paradigm and is caught up in the anxiety and the pressure of a wedding day, but you don't have to hop on that train. Like you don't have to hop on that train. You don't have to feel like shit about being single. We've got a lot of episodes to support you. And we really, really, really love hearing from you. Yes, it's not your fault. The fantasy love fairy tale is everywhere. So keep listening to the new truth. Till next time. (laughs) Love you lots. And we'll see you soon. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the new truth podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, You can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.